0: hello everybody welcome back to another episode of batch chat today we will be talking about the fantasy suites episode of the of mad season of the bachelors our second to last episode of this season i can't believe it's already here i know it's like the same saying all the time every season it goes by so fast but next week will be the finale episode but for this episode that we'll be recapping it was the fantasy suites another not too exciting episode. I hate that I've been starting out these last few episodes just talking about how bored I was, but let's be honest here. I mean, I kind of was, but I mean, it's almost time for the finale. It's almost over. We get to see what happens in the end. So that's exciting, but let's just get into it. So it starts out with the typical you know, awkward scenario. All three girls are just kind of sitting around. They're discussing their relationship with the same guy. And then Chris comes in. Chris explains the fantasy the fantasy suites to the girls. You know, just the usual. They're going to have a romantic date. And then they'll get a fantasy, fantasy suite date card in which they'll decide as a couple if they'll spend the night together. And before Chris walks out, he drops off the first date card. Which is for Michelle. So this happens. Meanwhile, Matt's having a tough time. He's talking about how in past relationships, it's been hard for him to get, you know, deep and open up. And basically, long-term relationships are scary for him because of what he has seen in his past growing up, you know, between his parents. He's, okay, Um, just to rewind his... I think all he's basically said is that his parent, his dad was not there. You know, he was kind of raised by a single mom. He doesn't consider his dad very involved, basically. So then he's joined by his dad. They greet each other with a hug. I don't know why I thought that Matt just didn't speak to his dad at all. But this definitely didn't feel like the first time that they had seen each other or anything. So Matt starts explaining to his dad how before coming here he had concern over his commitment issues. His dad just kind of playing it off. He's like, "Oh, no, you're going to be great, Matt. You're 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 fine." And then Matt continues explaining how he guards his heart, he guards his feelings because of what he's been through with his family, in which his dad says basically that he has to let it go. And it wasn't even in a mean way he is just kind of like you cannot let that stuff hold you back you know stuff like that the conversation then transitions into Matt telling his dad basically how his dad wasn't there for him when he needed him and he left and started other families and of course that ended up affecting him now his dad starts getting a little defensive here I really thought this may have been the point where he like Walks out, he might have been like, Why the hell did you bring me here? Is this what you brought me here for? And I really thought, Oh man, is he about to walk out? Is this why Matt is crying on a curb talking to Chris Harrison? Like that's immediately where my mind went. But so his dad starts getting a little defensive. His dad tells him, You know, it's not as simple as it seems. He mentions how he also didn't have a dad growing up, his dad was killed when he was young. And he also mentions how he came home one day. And Matt's mom was gone with the two kids. So, Matt and his brother. And Matt's like, Well, yeah, you were cheating on her. You know, I'm glad she did that. I'm glad she left. At this point, Matt's dad's just kind of like, Oh, I don't want to talk about this. Let's not talk about this. I just want to celebrate your success. And Matt shuts that down. He's like, No, this is a conversation that needs to be had. So, in the end, his dad apologizes, he promises to be better. And Matt agrees, you know, let's move forward. I mean, the ending definitely got me a little bit. Like, there's obviously, like, a lot of love for each other there. You know, I, you know, I was feeling, t- I got that warm feeling. Like, oh, like, they're gonna, there's this is hopefully a relationship that's gonna get better within time. So there was a lot of feelings there. But there was also <laughs> a lot of feelings online. There was a lot of thoughts over whether ABC should have aired this conversation. There were definitely a majority that didn't think it should have been aired. Of course, there's a stereotype of like, you know, Black fathers being absent. You know, why are you trying to... Just a lot of people that did not think that should have been aired. That just, you know, just should not have been aired. And I kind of see both sides of it. I think of it like part of me thinks, oh, it's a reality show and, you know, we're getting to see the reality of it. But on the other hand, I did feel uncomfortable watching it. It just felt entirely a little too personal. I mean, it even feels weird talking about it all over again. But yeah, there were definitely a lot of opinions over Matt and his dad's conversation but after all of that, it's time for Michelle's fantasy sweet date. So they start off with a spa day, but not just any spa date. It's a Pennsylvania Dutch spa date. So they're like sticking their feet in oatmeal. They're rubbing butter all over each other's bodies. They're taking milk baths. I mean, producers really are scraping the bottom of the barrel with the date ideas here. They were, I mean, they're literally rubbing butter on each other. Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. That just sounds disgusting to me. Like, really? That's the best you could have done for this romantic date? (laughs) But after the spa, they discuss Michelle's hometown date. Michelle was really happy with it. Matt says he was the most comfortable with them out of everybody he met last week. And Michelle just kind of talks about her parents' relationship. You know, I think she said they've been together for, like, over 30 years, and how part of a relationship is working hard to stay in love. As for their dinner date, Michelle starts off. She lets Matt know that he can talk to her about anything. Like, you know, he, kind of encouraging him to open up to her. He talks about his family, how his mom and dad's relationship, you know, really affected him. And how he had the opportunity to talk to his dad. Just kind of telling her about that conversation with his dad in the end miss michelle says she sees him as the person that she wants to be with and they both agree to spend the night together at the fantasy suite once they're actually in the fantasy suite michelle tells matt that she loves him and i think that's all we get to see of them that night i just i deep down i know that they're not going to end up together like i just feel like it's so obvious at this point that it's not michelle I hope I'm wrong but I don't I just I don't think I am but I just love how well Michelle and Matt just you know like kind of vibe together and they just seem really comfortable with each other meanwhile back at the house or wherever they are Rachel Rachel is spiraling she's literally going insane just knowing that he's going to be spending the night with Michelle is driving her a little crazy so it's the next morning Seems like Matt and Michelle had a great night. Michelle heads back to wherever Brie and Rachel are. Rachel was literally just talking about how thinking of Matt in bed with another woman makes her nauseous, yet Michelle arrives and she just keeps asking her questions like, oh, what'd you guys do? How are you? And Michelle is answering the questions that she is being asked. And Rachel literally starts crying. I don't know. Like, girl, keep it together. Go, once she's done telling you, go to another room and sob your eyes out. But it's just so awkward. She was literally crying right there in front of her. And I get it. This part is always so awkward. I remember during the during Peter's season, there, I don't even remember why it was so awkward. I know that like Maddie didn't want him sleeping with like other girls or something. But I just remember someone came back from the day it I think it was like Hannah and Maddie and Victoria F I think were the final three and I think they just weren't saying anything. It was so awkward but this in a sense felt a little more awkward because Michelle was literally just talking about her date and Rachel was just sitting there crying over what Michelle was saying. Uh, I don't know. So weird. This show is just so freaking weird. Anyways, so it's time for Bree's date. Bree is looking stunning, as always, of course. Like, she truly might be one of the most pre- like, the most beautiful girls I've ever seen on the show. I'm not even lying. I'm not even exaggerating. She's stunning. But anyways, so their date is mostly just hiking. They've got these big-ass backpacks on their back. They make it to their destination. They're pitching their tents. Matt even had her thinking that they were going to spend the night out in the woods. (laughs) That their fantasy suite was literally going to be a tent. And I'm not gonna lie. I kind of believed it too. (laughs) But then, so they pitched their tent, whatever. Bree opens up to Matt. She's telling him that before she left for their date, she did get to see Michelle coming back from her date and she didn't expect it to hit her as hard as it did. They then move on. They're talking about Bree's hometown date, how great it was to meet her best friend and her mom, how her mom didn't end up scaring Matt away, but he was actually really nervous going into it because he knows how much her mom means to Brie. Of course, they come from like similar backgrounds. They were both raised by like single, single moms. They end off the date with Matt expressing how excited he was to spend that day with her and how he had a lot of things to talk to her about. So anyways at dinner they talk about the possibility of Bree meeting Matt's mom. She asks him, you know, with an engagement approaching quickly, like is that still kind of like what's on his mind or like what's at the end of this for him? And of course, he brings up the conversation that he had with his dad again just overall how that affected him growing up, but in the end that he in the end he knows he's not his dad. He doesn't have to be scared of commitment, basically, to sum it all up. Because it was the same conversation, kind of, with all of the ladies. Brie also opens up about how, you know, her dad just wasn't really there for her while growing up. And how that would kind of manifest in her future relationships. But in the end, she tells Matt she's still 100% in on an, in on an engagement. And she's so in love with him. And they decide to spend the the night in the fantasy suite. The next morning, they're making breakfast. Brie is telling him she could get used to this. She hopes it's the first of many. I mean, everything seems to have gone perfect, but I guess in the end, it just wasn't enough. So, of course, lastly, we've got Rachel's, I almost said hometown date, fantasy suites date. We remember Rachel has been having a hard time this week. Just knowing that Matt is spending all of his time with the other ladies. And once Brie comes back to the house, she literally just walked in and Rachel's like, Oh God, I don't want to see her. Yet once Brie takes a seat, Rachel's asking her, you know, what they did, how they spent their time together. Rachel's also a bit stressed because she feels like, because she is the last day, she feels like she's, he's just been through a lot this past week with the other ladies in a sense, I, I I get that point of view. I think also a little opposite, honestly. Like, you're going to be the last, you're the last date, so you're going to be the last thing on his mind, like the most recent thing on his mind. So once the road ceremony comes around, like, you know, you'll be the last thing on his mind. But I can also completely understand her point of view, you know, almost having to live up to the past two dates and... She, I guess she was just kind of scared that he was going into her date with a lot of thoughts about the last two nights that he spent with the girls. And that can also be stressful too. I completely get it. So once they see each other for the first time, you know, like they meet up for their date, the vibes are definitely off. You can see Rachel is, you know, nervous, got so, has a lot on her mind. Meanwhile, it's hard... To not see the excitement in Matt's face. He is excited to see her. Anyways. Their day is a ceramics date. And they're not even done with their creations. I say creations because I literally do not know what they were doing. Like what they were making. Bowls I guess. I don't know. But Rachel tells Matt she needs to speak with him. because Before it ruins their entire date. Of course she brings up how hard this week has been for her. You know, she understands that he has to explore other relationships in order to be completely certain that he makes that final correct decision, but she almost asks him, like, if he still- if he still- still (laughs) feels the same way about her, and ultimately, he just tells her that he's falling in love with her, and that's all Rachel needed to hear. That's all the reassurance that she needed. I feel like the chemistry is just so obvious. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that it's her. Like, with Michelle, I like how they're comfortable together. They have fun together. You know, I think back to that first day and they were, it just seemed like they had known each other for so long. But with Rachel, like, they are just mutually so obsessed with each other. And, you know, it's just a little more romantic in that sense. But at dinner, of course, again, he I don't even say again like rudely like it just happened again (laughs) but of course he brings up his family life his conversation with his father you know that conversation meant a lot to him and he was trying to be completely transparent with the ladies on what had happened what he's realized what that conversation made him realize and now he's feeling Oh, sorry. And how he's feeling as he approaches, you know, this possible engagement. Uh, Rachel ends off by saying she's 100% ready for their future. She even said that if he proposed right then and there, that she would say yes. And of course, no surprise, they decide to spend the night together. Once they make it up to their suite, there's like this whole fireworks display happening. I mean we didn't get to see it on the other dates. I'm not saying it didn't happen. We just didn't get to see it. But yeah, that is literally all we got to see of their date. So unlike the other two dates, we did not get to see their morning after. We just, the last we saw was them making out on a bed with the fireworks, um, blasting off in the background or whatever. And, So I was listening to this other podcast and trust me, I hate bringing up podcasts or other podcasts because I don't want to feel or I don't want you guys to feel like I'm just saying everything that they're thinking, but it was a solid point made. So Ashley, I on the Almost Famous podcast brought up how she thinks they they did not show the morning after with Rachel and Matt because it just would have been too obvious that it was going to be her in the end. Which makes a lot of sense. It makes it makes all the sense of the world. If Rachel is the one in the end. But so yeah, we don't get to see any more of their day. The episode jumps straight to the day of the rose ceremony. The ladies are getting ready. It's obviously very tense. They'll if they, you know, get a rose, they'll be getting to meet Matt's family next week. But they all seem overall confident while they arrive. So, of course, Matt arrives, Michelle gets the first rose, and then Rachel gets the second rose. So, unfortunately, Brie will be going home. I feel like once Michelle got the first rose, Brie just immediately knew that she was going home. But I feel like we've all just kind of seen, saw that coming, seen it coming, whatever the proper grammar there is. But, yeah, I just feel like we all saw it coming. The connection just Just wasn't as strong as it was with the other ladies. So once they're outside, Matt explains that it had nothing to do with her. Nothing to do with Brie. It was just that his connection with the other ladies, you know, was a little stronger. Brie is so understanding. I love how she, like, she said something like, I can't be upset. I can't be angry. But I can be sad. And I can be hurt. And, you know, she doesn't really blame him. She doesn't feel... That towards him, but oh, I I love her. I just think of, I mean, of course, y'all know how I feel about her. She's stunning, but I just feel like she's also so like sweet, mature, composed. I always say I don't want her as a bachelorette because I mean she's literally 24. She's so young, but I hope we get to see her in the future, like as bachelorette when she gets older, or you know, just seeing her thrive in paradise. I'm just I'm excited to see more of Bree. But anyways, of course, we get a teaser for the finale next week. The girls will be meeting Matt's mom and his brother. I'm sure Matt's mom has a lot of thoughts over this. Obviously, she's been through a lot with Matt's dad. She probably wants him to be certain with his decision. We're going to see what Matt is crying about on that curb with Chris Harrison. I mean, I have a feeling it's over something his mom said, possibly. But we'll get to see about that. It seems like the girls will be feeling a little lost as to what's happening. I think there was like a soundbite of Rachel saying he doesn't even he doesn't even want to spend time spend time with me today. Almost like he's freaking out and he doesn't want to spend time with them. I don't know. You know, just your typical finale episode <laughs> teaser. A lot of things that we don't know. Well. How they will play out. But I'm actually not sure how this will be working out this season. I don't know if the finale is going to be two nights or are they just going to make Monday night extra long? I don't know. I guess we will see because I'm not entirely sure. But I'm not even going to lie this season, okay, actually, the end of it, the end of the season has just gotten so boring and it's just been such a drag for me. It's Like, I'm almost, in a sense, excited for it to be all over. But part of me also wants to see, like, if he did pick Rachel in the end, like, are they still together after, you know, everything that's happened? I want to see what they both have to say about that. I want to see who the next Bachelorette is. Like, are these Katie rumors true? Are we going to give someone else a shot? Like, I really have no clue who Bachelorette, like, I honestly, at this point, I'm just kind of like... I have no idea. I can't even... I don't know. I just haven't thought about it that much. But yeah. So although I've been a little eh about the show these past few weeks, I'm really stoked for the finale and all the answers that we'll be getting. But guys, that is it. I... No Bachelor news because I feel like there was really not much going on. Literally not, not much going on, which is a little... Almost refreshing after everything that has been going on like this past month with like Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay and Rachel Kirkconnell and Taylor Nolan. Just it's a lot. So I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next week. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Oh my goodness, let me just say something so quick. <laughs> These episodes end up going up so late. Like last week, I think I uploaded on Monday talking about last Monday's episode. The thing is, I literally record it, I forget to edit, like I get busy, I forget to edit, and then it's Monday again, I'm like, I never uploaded the episode. But literally, I'm going to press stop recording, and I'm going to edit immediately, so you guys will get it (laughs) quicker, sooner than later. But I thank you guys so much for listening, and I will definitely talk to you next week for the finale episode, bye!